this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 97 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this one is going to be all about books so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just randomly go through my bookshelf and pull all the books out and talk about them for like 10 15 seconds on each book or something and the books that I want to read or that I want to study from to covering art and spiritual things but we've got little Dennis the co-host with us today and he's going to be helping us sort through the books and you can see him on youtube at youtube.com slash sophie lawson and you can also find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and basically that's it really i have managed to get back into my studying this week which is really is quite a relief because i did wonder whether maybe i was going to slip into because when you stop studying for a little bit sometimes it's hard to get it back again one of the books on the bookshelf is about habits it talks about that but so that's it really and hopefully i'll be able to talk about this course which looks at wrinkles and folds on fabric i'll be able to look at that in a couple of weeks time but this one is all about books so let's get into this one little dennis will start the episode Ding! it's a nice little sound that <laughs> little dennis gets into his little house <laughs> this little house the little bowl is dennis's house he's gonna look at me today because he's gonna look at the books the first book is a book that is by my bedside. So I've got a cupboard in the passage, which has got loads of books in it. I'm not going to look at those, but they are books that I've either started reading and had struggles with. Like Andrew Loomis's book, there's a book which Proko and a lot of other people recommended, which is Andrew Loomis's How to Draw Head and Hands. And I started trying to study from it a couple of times and I just, I can't, I can't get into it. I find he's, at least at the moment, with my current skill level, I find his way of teaching quite hard. And also I don't really like the way the book's set out because the book, that book's kind of, for me, it hasn't got a nice flow to it. For, for instance, um, Bert Dodgson's book, Keys to Drawing, it's got such a nice flow to it loads of little exercises and each chapter it reviews so you you feel like you're getting feedback as you're working through the book whereas the andrew loomis one is very my memory my memory of working through it it was very like lots of theory i suppose it, it wasn't as fun to go through for me but i do want to get back to it because everyone says it's really good so i've got loads of books out there which maybe I'll do another podcast in the future about. And there's also loads of manga books and how to draw manga and also all the books that I've read and stuff. So they're already out there. And then all my character design quarterly magazines are under the desk. So they're not going to be on the video either. But this one, the first book is called Journey Journey to Excellent, The Lessons of Don Juan by Carlos Castaneda. And I have, this year, 2020, I've managed to get back into reading my books. So I'm on chapter seven at the minute, which is called Being Inaccessible. 
this book i really recommend this book hopefully the rest of the book is as good as the first seven what it is about is there's a bloke called carlos castaneta and i think in the 70s or something he went over to he went over and like stayed with an indian an old like what sort of spiritual master what's he called he was something in here he was called like a like a sorcerer or something he said over in mexico he is but the thing is what he's doing is the the bloke carlos castaneda he really just wants don juan to teach him about psychedelic plants but it's really good it's like a little story between these two completely different people and it's like Don Juan has got all this wisdom, and he's he what he's gonna. I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna teach him everything Carlos Castaneda needs to know. But he's doing it in a way that is kind of annoying Carlos Castaneda, because he's what what Don Juan is doing is he's pulling out all of the things about Carlos Castaneda which he needs to let go of. Really, it's fascinating to read. But there's little things in here. One of the things the other day, so Don Juan, Don Juan was saying to Carlos Castaneda, he said he wanted him to sit somewhere which was a safe place. Out in, they were out in the middle of the, like the jungle or something, and he says you got to find a safe place. And Carlos said, I, I don't know what you mean. So what Don Juan said was, he said if you go cross-eyed, and I, I've tried to do this, I can't do it at the minute. He said he said it's going to take. Well, he says it will take a long time to do, but if you go cross-eyed, you can actually you can separate the images. So instead of seeing one image, he says what you can do is, with training, you can you can make yourself see two separate images in each eye. So in other words, you're seeing the world in each eye independently. And apparently, what you can what happens is you can. You'll be able to compare the two images, and you'll you'll be able to find anomalies. So you you'll be able to see like, well, potentially like spirits and stuff. Like, it's it's amazing. So I tried to do it, and when, at the minute when I do it, I see two images, but I see them sort of together. So I don't really know how you would do that, but it's, it's little things like that in here. So I am loving this book. And it's it's really fascinating, actually. So that's the first little book. The next books, I'm going to have to go through these a lot quicker, I think. I've always been here forever. <laughs> so these are a few books I've... These are on my book by my bedside, which I want to get through as well. The first one is The Paradox of Lucid Dreaming, A Metaphysical Theory of Mind by Dr. Rory McSweeney. So this one... I watched a interview with between Rory, Dr. Rory and Robert Wagner, lucid dreaming expert, and this Rory guy seems quite interesting actually. So this book, I just it sounded really good really. At the back of the book it says, "Could dreams possibly be made of atoms?" In this comprehensive essay. Explorer Dr. Rory McSweeney examines consciousness from inside the world of lucid dreaming and contrasts it and contrasts it that of the waking mind which reflects it. Why do dreams have gravity or more, moreover why is it sometimes they do not? The answer McSweeney concludes. What a cool name, 
McSweeney. <laughs> Sounds like a action man. McSweeney. The Adventures of McSweeney. <laughs> he concludes it must be in the me- metaphysical. There's loads more, but this is all about stuff like that. So I I love paradoxes. I love lucid dreaming. So I think this is going to be a good one. No, I don't really know anything else about it other than I like the bloke and I I like the topic. So the next one is, is there life after death? The extraordinary science of what happens when we die. This is by Anthony Peake. So what happened was a couple episodes ago on the podcast, I talked about a little bookmark in here. I didn't know that. But a couple episodes ago, I did a theory where I said I, I was in a meditation and I saw like these cubes become like four. Well, it went, it went, it, basically, I saw these cubes and it made me start thinking about multiple realities. And what happened was I, I watched a YouTube video 10, 20 minutes after and Anthony Peake, he did exactly what I saw in my in my meditation. So what happened after that was I thought I need to read some of these books. So I went out and got a couple of these books and these books are really cheap. But this one, the bit at the top, it says, life is not what it seems. Do you occasionally have that strange feeling known as deja vu? Do you sometimes feel that you know what is going to happen next? Do you ever have a strong feeling that actions you are about to take are the right or wrong thing to do? All these perceptions may be everyday clues to your immortality. This book proposes a simple, simply amazing theory based upon solid scientific evidence. A theory that states personal death is a scientific impossibility. So... Something I do love about Anthony Peake is he, I think he's probably one of the most in-depth researchers you will ever see. So he's talking about these really strange topics like ghosts and entities, multiple universes and stuff. But he does the science. So I'm going to, I'm quite excited to read that as well. And then got another one by Anthony Peake, The Outer Body Experience. The history and science of astral travel. So I love again. I love out of body stuff. I'm still trying to go into an out of body from a meditation. At the moment, I've only done it from a dream. So I, I'm still a bit like, is it actually real or is it a dream? But this little book here it says one of the greatest mysteries of the human experience is the sensation of leaving the body behind and encountering another level of reality. Here, Anthony Peake suggests that lucid dreaming, out-of-body experiences, remote viewing and astral travel are all elements of the same phenomena. Phenomena. I, I, I've, I've sort of come to that conclusion myself, because I will have lucid dreams, which they sort of morph into out-of-bodies, and they can morph back again, and then they can even morph into regular dreams. So I do feel like I do feel like lucid dreams are probably exactly the same as out of bodies. It's just for some reason out of body is a bit more vivid. It's got more texture to it really. He says one that may give mankind an insight into a universe that is far more complex 
than we can ever have imagined. And then there's got a load of more stuff there. I can't wait to read this one as well. Because the thing with Anthony Peake is, I could listen to him talking for for hours. Fascinating he is. And actually, I'll link to it in the show notes. He's got a like a podcast video thing on YouTube called Anthony Peake's Consciousness Hour. And what he does is, once a month, he interviews loads of really interesting people. Actually, he interviewed Rory, Dr. Rory McSweeney. Rory McSweeney. <laughs> and it's him, it was watching his video that made me get this book. So I'm quite excited for that one. The next one is a book called The Magic by Rhonda Bynamy. <laughs> and one word changes everything. So this book, my mum told me about this. My mum brought me brought this book just before, well, a couple of months before Christmas. She read this book and basically it's transformed her life, really. She's completely, she's just, yeah, really positive that this book has been for my mum. And what it does is it, it's apparently, I haven't read it yet. I've not read any of these books yet. This one, apparently, it has little exercises in it. So things like, what I do at the moment is affirmations. So every morning and every night, I do these affirmations where I repeat positive things. If you keep repeating them, in the end, they become real. So this book is full of little things like that. It's one of the reasons I haven't started it yet. It's because I want to have a lot of time to, to be able to focus on this book. But at the back of the book it says, For more than 20 centuries, words within a sacred text have mystified, confused and been misunderstood by almost all who read them. Only a very few people through history have realised that the worlds, that the words are a riddle. And that once you solve the riddle, once you uncover the mystery, a new world will appear before your eyes. This book is going to be just like what Robert Wagner's been saying. And what I've been noticing is that the dream, the the real, the physical world is like a dream. And you can start manipulating it. So it says here, in the magic, wonder brine me, <laughs> briny, I, I'm, I never, I always struggle with names. Wonder, wonder B-Y-R-N-E reveals this life-changing knowledge to the world. Then, on an incredible 28-day journey, so you got 28-day journey, it's like you've got little things to do every day. She teaches you how to apply this knowledge to your ev- in your everyday life. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what your current circumstances, <laughs> the magic is going to change your entire life. And it did for my mum. Apparently, she she went into this book sort of thinking, I'll give it a go. And she couldn't believe just how amazing it was. She said she was walking down the street and people would be smiling at her. And it's for, to her, it was, it was quite unusual. So what happened was the world started changing around her because she had changed her mind. It goes into what Robert Wagner has said, that your mind is... Your, th- your thoughts are creating reality. Which, it, it's, that sounds bonkers. If I had heard that 
six, seven, six years ago or something, I would have had an open mind, but I probably would have thought, Meh. but what happens is when you start doing experiments, you can do little simple experiments and you'll start to realise that it's true, which is quite amazing really. I'm going to be here forever if I... <laughs> 20 minutes. I'm going to be here forever if I... Right, let's get through this quickly then. So, the next book, Rebel Buddha, A Guide to a Revolution of Mind by Do Chen Ponlop. Mm, what does this one say? Well, I started reading this one a few years ago and I found it really hard, but it's quite telling, I suppose, that I didn't put it in the cupboard. I've kept this one on my bookshelf, which says to me that I know it's an important book, but I was struggling to read it, and then it's quite weird. I saw my Reiki healer, and she said very randomly, she said, you're struggling with a book. She said, it's okay to put it down. It was quite weird, because I didn't tell her I was reading, and then I thought, well, I'm going to put this book down for a minute, but it says, Do, Do Chen Ponlop Rinpoche, Born in 1975 in northeast India, was trained in the meditative and intellectual disciplines of India and Tibetan Buddhism, under the guidance of many of the greatest masters from Tibetan's pure exile generation. He is a widely celebrated teacher, known for his skill in making the full richness of Buddhism, wisdom, (laughs) Buddhist Buddhist wisdom accessible to modern minds and devotees and devotes. I can't even read. <laughs> I'm going to read that list a bit again. He is a widely celebrated teacher known for his skill in making the full richness of Buddhist wisdom. <laughs> oh, Buddhist. What's that word there? Buddhist. Buddhism. Bud- Buddhist. Buddhist wisdom accessible to modern minds and devotes much of his energy to developing a genuine wisdom. I keep wanting to say wisdom. It's because there's a word wisdom. I can see the word wisdom as I'm reading the word western. I've done that before. You you see words that look the same because they're the same length. They both start with W. And somehow my my eyes are putting that word over here. (laughs) It's quite weird. He says his energy to developing a genuine Western Buddhism. But this book is really cool, actually, because he's what he's done is he's he's what I can remember. I got quite a way in, really. Got to chapter seven, and he was talking about like how everyday life is a teacher, really. So it's just keeping it real, and like it says, it's bringing Buddhism into everyday life for Western people. Got. Got was it four books here in the series of books, all by Magenta Pixie, and she is a. At the moment, all these books are spiritual. They get into art in a minute. So if you're into art books, they do come. In a minute, this first one. Well, what she is, she's a. What do you call it? What are they called? Like a medium thing. She channels. Channels something, but I heard about this. These books on. God, what was it? I think it might have been a Joe Rogan podcast or something. On an interview. Something. No, I don't know. But it sounded really cool. So I went out and got them. The first one is called Divine Architecture, 
and the Starseed template. Next one, Masters of the Matrix, becoming the architect of your reality and activating the original human template. The next one, the Black Box Program and the Rose Gold Flame as Antidote. The other one, the next one, it's all green. I like this, it's a green book. It's, it's called The Infinite Helix and the Emerald Flame. Sacred Mysteries of Stargate Ascension. Dun dun dun. I will read the back of one of these and I will read the back of this one here. So on the back of the Divine Architecture and the Starseed Template it says We are now in a, at a time in our planetary evolution known as many known to many as Ascension. Those individuals who are known as Starseeds are currently in their millions and are and collectively going through an awakening process. Why is this happening? What does the awakening entail? Magenta Pixie has been communicating with the white-winged collective consciousness of Nine, a six-dimensional monodilic light structure. Cool. <laughs> about these concepts for the last 24 years. They have spoke, spoken much of memory recall and the reconstruction of the original DM, DNA template. In this transmission, they bring forward memory, many triggers designed to act as a catalyst into the awakening process at various stages and respond to many of the questions that the starseeds are asking. Why are we here? Who are we? What are we supposed to do? What is it that we are to remember? Why did we lose our memories in the first place? I want to know that. What is the call of humanity? What is the fall of man? What is zero point? Is it true that we can travel through other dimensions through the activation of our Merkabra? <laughs> Merkabra! How is the lost city of Atlantis connected to our memory recall? It goes on and on. Sounds fascinating to me. I can't wait for this. So I'm going to work through those. I'm going to read them in order. So I'll have to work out which ones come first. So, but this is like a little series of books. So it's going to be that's going to be fun. What have we got here? So the next three books are Austin Cleon's books. So these are little artist books. I've done actually. I did a separate podcast for each of these books. So I'll link to that in the description as well, in the show notes. But we got Steal Like an Artist. This is all about unlocking your creativity. Got Keep Going, 10 Ways to Stay Creative in Good Times and Bad. And it says, Don't Stop Now. And then the next one, Show Your Work, 10 Ways to Share Your Creativity and Get Discovered. And then at the back of this book it says Austin Cleon is one of Cleon. <laughs> funny funny names. People have got we've got funny names, haven't we? Austin Cleon is one of the brightest new minds on the creative landscape. Show your work demonstrates why, with simple yet profound insights and an array of his amazing Im- images. He casts aside old stereotypes of the creative life and tells what it's really like so I've, I've been through these books a few times already and these books are amazing the reason I kept 
them on my bookshelf is because you can just flick through any of these pages and you'll get wisdom. So these are books that really I feel like these are everlasting books. It's not like you read these and then you sort of never read them again. These are books you just read forever really. Amazing book. They're probably my favourite books I think. I feel like these are my favourite art books. So, but I'll, I'll link to those in the description and stuff. I'm just going to pause the camera so that it doesn't mess up the recording. So let's... Ooh, yeah, what is that? You know when you get the shivers through your body and you like shiver? I've always wondered what that is. And I know it sounds a bit weird. I sometimes wonder whether it's some sort of spirit going through your body or something. Because it's uncontrollable. From from like nowhere, you just get that shivery thing. But let's get into the rest of these books. So we're now getting into some art books and stuff. This next book is a tiny little book, and it's called "Think and Grow Rich" by by Napoleon Hill. This could be worth a million dollars to you. So this book, again, not read it yet. It's on my t- it's on my to do list. But what happened was sh- one of my favourite podcasts, SeanWest.com, Again, I linked to in the show notes. They had this little series where they went through this book very slowly, and each chapter they did like a podcast on. So they, they talked about each chapter for an hour. And I haven't listened to that yet, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this book and listen to those podcasts at the same time. So that's that's something I want to do in the future. But at the back of this book, it says, This book contains many... No, it doesn't. This book contains money-making secrets that can change your life. Think and Grow Rich, based on the author's famed law of success, represents... The distilled wisdom of distinguished men of great wealth and achievement. Andrew Carnegie's... Who's that? Andrew Carnegie's magic formula for success was the direct inspiration for this book. Carnegie demonstrated its soundness when his coaching brought fortune to those men to whom he had disclosed his secret. It says... This book will teach you that secret and the secrets of other great men like him. It will show you not only what to do, but how to do it. So this one's all about making money, really. And I've got a very strange relationship with money, which I'm still trying to work out. But if I... I've tried to save money so many times and I will always end up spending it. So I do struggle to save money. Not sure about that. There must be something something to that but I do know that in order to like achieve what you want to do in life you've got to basically get on top of money so I think this would be probably quite an important book to read really so that's that's something for the future it's a little one this next book I've been listening to Stan Prokopenko and Marshall Vandruff's podcast called The Draftsman again I'll link to in the show notes one of my favourite art podcasts, maybe my favourite, probably my second favourite, 
my favourite is SPS Learn, I think, with their three-point perspective. But this book, Stan Brokopenko is talking about it, and it's called Scrum, The Art of Doing Twice the Work in Half the Time, by Jeff Sutherland, co-creator of Scrum. So this book apparently is supposed to be for teams. So if you've got like teams and you want to delegate all the tasks and stuff, it's, it's really main... F- well, Proko said it, Stan Prokopenko said it was mainly for teams. But I thought, you, I'm going to read this anyway, because I think, I reckon I'm going to learn something from this. So the, the, the art of doing twice the work in half the time sounds really quite exciting. So it says at the back... Scrum is the revolutionary approach to project management and team building that is transforming the way businesses operate. Already adopted by world-leading organisations including Google, Amazon and the FBI, it has been proven to slash costs and working hours while simultaneously delivering staggering productivity. Productivity. Productivity increases of as much as four to eight hundred percent. What makes this possible? The fact that Scrum is based on the way people really work rather than how they think they work. This is what I'm going to enjoy. It's going to teach you how to work out how long everything you do takes. Because, like, this podcast is a good example. For the first probably half a year, in my head, it was like, this podcast will take three hours to put together. And it always ended up taking about eight hours. And it wasn't until I actually sat down and said, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how long everything takes for this podcast, that I started to realise that certain things were taking so long. So I was able to, like, change the way I was doing things. It, it was just, it's again, what I've said before, it comes down to awareness. If you... If you've got awareness, you can... I, I always say awareness is the start of change. So if you want to change something, you've first got to become aware of whatever the thing is. So I'm looking forward to this one, actually. It's a cool little cover as well, red and yellow. It's quite sexy. This book here is probably my favourite book ever. And it's such a little book. You can read this book in about... Well, if you're a fast reader, I reckon you could read it in about half an hour. But it's called Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. But this this book is just amazing. It's all... I'll read the, the start bit. It says, Of making many books, there is no end. And it says, He that would perfect himself in any art whatsoever, let him betake himself to the reading of some sure and certain work upon his art many times over for to read many books upon your art produce confusion rather than learning let him betake so this this book is all about the feeling and if you can see on the video I've got notes everywhere so if I just go to one page I'll read a, a quote so you can sort of get the idea of what of what the um, the book's about, really. I'm going to go to this one here. It's got a little scribble on it. It said, The subconscious accepts as true that which you feel as true, 
And because creation is the result of subconscious impressions, you, by your feeling, determine creation. You are already that which you want to be, and your refusal to believe that is the only reason you do not see it. Read that a few times and you will just get... It will click and you'll... There's like wisdom here. Every little... This is what I'm saying. This book is tiny, but every little paragraph is pure wisdom. Basically, what that's saying is it's the things that you want, you've already got. You've just got to realise you've already got it. Once you realise you've already got it, then you'll have it. But until you realise that you've already got it, you actually won't have it. Because <laughs> you, you, you need to realise you've got it. It's like a paradox thing. This next book is called The Astrology Bible by Judy Hall. The Definitive Guide to the Zodiac. So this one is... I really just want to use this as reference. To like, It talks about karma shadow self the mind emotions goes through all the star signs and stuff just i'm fascinated really because a lot of the podcasts i've been listening to the astrology kept cropping up so i thought you know what if these people that i really like keep mentioning astrology i'm gonna i'm gonna have a look into it so i got this book and it says at the back the Astrology Bible is a comprehensive guide to traditional and modern astrology that brings together everything you need to know about the subject, including its meaning, correspondences and how to practice it. If you are a beginner, this book will help you to use astrology astrology to choose the right path in life, understand yourself and others, find love or select a career. If you already have astrology skills... It may deepen and expand your knowledge of zodiac light law. It says, ah, it says it will. So that's basically it. It's all about the birth chart and stuff. I'm quite excited to read that one just to see what it says. But I don't, I don't know nothing about astrology really. But I know I love the planets because when when I'm walking home at night, it's pitch black. I'm always looking at the moon and the stars and you, you look at it and you just think what is it what am i actually looking at there it's like it's amazing i love um looking at the stars and that this next book is called daily rituals how great minds make time find inspiration and get to work this one's by mason curry what this one is going to be amazing i haven't read start this one yet either but what it is there is Blimey, there must be, there's loads in here. There must be at least 150, 200 different people who have achieved, well, they're like masters, really. But you've got loads of different people like Einstein, Plato, Picasso, Beethoven, Charles Dickens, Freud, Mozart. So all these different types of people. And you, what he does is he, he looks into each one of these and he works out how they made time, how they found inspiration, and how they got to work. So this is going to be absolutely fascinating because you're going to... Somebody talked about this on a podcast and they said that what, what you realise is everybody is different. There's no rules to it. But what you'll do is you'll, you might get little tips in here. 
So you might read something that, say, Einstein did, which allowed him to become motivated and stuff, and you might think, I'll try that. So what you'll end up doing, I think, is taking little bits from each of these people and you'll end up making your own sort of thing. Because things will work differently for everyone, I suppose. But at the back it says, How is a novel written? How is a masterpiece painted? How is a symphony composed? Benjamin Franklin Franklin took daily naked air baths. What's that? Naked air baths. And Toulouse Lautrec painted in brothels. Saucy. Edith Sitwell worked in bed. That's cool. See, a lot of people would say don't work in bed. They say you've got to separate your environments but for this person Edith it obviously worked so George Gresswin composed at the piano in pajamas I love me pajamas Freud worked 16 hours a day but Jutrit Stein could never write for more than 30 minutes and Scott Fitzgerald wrote in gin filled birth in other words he was alcoholic and yet he turned it to his advantage. That's cool. He believed alcohol was essential to his creative process. This is what I'm saying. So this book is going to be probably... I reckon this book might end up becoming my favourite book. I just haven't got round to it yet. It's a bit annoying. I'm trying to find time to read. But that that's going to be good, I think. I've got so many more books here. This is crazy. The next one... I got this in a second-hand shop... So, one of I got a little friend. It's my only friend in life, <laughs> my only real friend, and he's a little artist, but he's also spiritual. And he said to me, "You need to get this book." So, because he is the sort of person I really, I suppose I would like to be as well. I thought, well, I'll give it a go. So the book is called "The Power of Now," the international bestseller. It's by Urquhart Tolley. A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment. And it says, Open yourself to the transforming experience of the power of now. Hugely successful and internationally best-selling author, Urquhart Tolley, guides us through a challenging but extraordinarily rewarding journey to find the power of now. We We learn that we can find our way out of psychological pain, Authentic human, yeah. <laughs> Authentic human power is found by surrendering to the now. The silence and space all around us is one of the keys to entering inner peace. In the now, the present moment, problems do not exist. In the now, we discover that we are already complete and perfect. Kind of sounds a bit like that, that other book, Feeling is the Secret. It's kind of like you are already what you want to be. It's weird. Like it is like this world. It's conditioning. We've been brought up to believe some stuff that isn't true, and like we're we're believing lies now. So what we got these books? All these books are doing, I think, is removing the lies, so that we can actually be ourselves. So what happened was I got that one, and then I was in a second-hand shop, and I found this one, which is called A New Earth create a better life and it's it's the same author 
Urquhart Tully. And it says, author of the power of now. So this one must have come after that. And it says, prepare for an amazing journey where life gets better and better. In today's rush, we all think too much, seek too much, want too much and forget about the joy of just being. We worry about what people think of us. I always worry about that. So, I, I, I'm gonna, yes, <clears throat> this is important. We compare ourselves with our friends, families and neighbours and deep down we, ro- we wor- worry <laughs> we worry we're not good enough. Yes, one of my little affirmations is, I repeat every day, I am good enough. I've been doing that for probably about a year now and I still find myself struggling with that. This is amazing. I had, an, I had a lucid dream probably a, three weeks ago because I've been trying to go to... What was I trying to do? I think I was trying to go to Montgomery Close, my childhood home. So I, I said... I got, I became lucid and I said, I'm going to go to Montgomery Close. I went out the door, I went to Montgomery Close, but it wasn't where I wanted to go. And I And I said, I said out loud, this isn't... This isn't good enough. And then what happened was, this is amazing, it was Ricky Gervais, for some reason, I don't know why. He looked at me and he says, for who? The minute he said that, in the dream, I I just got this inner peace. And I, I, I accepted the dream as it was. But it made me think to myself, yeah, who, when I say it's not good enough, if I do something and I think it's not good enough, that quotes comes into my head now like for who who is it not good enough for so there's obviously again it's something it's probably like again conditioning something has said that i'm not good enough and it's a lie because really everything is good enough i love that that dream was probably it was weird it was it was a dream i woke up from and i I felt that wasn't you know I was a bit disappointed that I, I hadn't got to Montgomery Close. I started writing and I thought, wow, this is actually one of the most powerful little quotes ever. So any time in the future now, I, when I find my... I catch, if I catch myself saying, I'm not good enough, I'll just say, for who? And then when I realise that I'm good enough for me, that's all that matters. I think that's the secret. Just you, you, You've got to be good enough for yourself. Which is quite easy, I suppose. Well, easier said than done. The next book, Mind Beyond Death, by Do Chen Ponlop. This is another book by the bloke who did The Rebel Buddha. Mind Beyond Death. So this one, I think this one's all about when you die, what happens. It says at the back, did you hear that? that that's a little... It was one of those little burps that goes inside. You get like burps sometimes, which instead of coming out, it sort of goes, yeah, it goes up your throat, but it never comes out. It makes a funny noise though. <laughs> so it says, with profound understanding of the Western mind and warm inf- informa- informality, the Don Chen Ponlop Rinpoche makes the mysterious Tibetan teachings on the bardos the intervals of life, death and beyond, completely available to the modern reader. Again, what he's doing is, he's taking these really advanced, weird 
Western topics and he's bringing it into everyday life. It's amazing. I love this. It's a little bit as well like the first book, Journey to Excellent. Carlos Castaneda is kind of turning the wise wisdom of this Don Cho- Don, what's he called? What's he called? Don Don Juan. He's turning that like wisdom into stuff that we can understand, which is quite amazing. It says this tour de force gives us the knowledge to transform death, the greatest obstacle, into the most powerful opportunity for enlightenment. With both with both nuts and bolts meditation techniques and brilliant illumination, Mind Beyond Death offers a clear map and a sturdy vehicle that will safely transport the reader through the challenging transitions of this life and the perilous bardos beyond death. Amazing. I can't wait for this. Very big books. That's quite cool. The start of the book, it's got a load of, I don't know what that is, some sort of weird scriptures. I can't read that. I love that. I've never seen that before. That might be like, what do you call it? Buddhism text. Stuff like that. Ah, oh, the next one. The next book is the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Edited by W.H. Evans Wurtz. So I got to page 45 of this one. And, well, I love this book. But again, like this, like the other book, The Rebel Buddha... I'm just find I found this one really hard and I thought I'm gonna have to put this down for a minute and come back to it later. I feel like I need to learn something else before I can truly understand this because there's lots of big words in here <laughs> and I I struggle reading normal words, so some of the big words in here it's quite quite confusing but what's good is there is little images in here as well. So you get like little Images of the gods and stuff, which is quite cool. So I do love this book, and I'm definitely reading this one again. I'm going to reread it in, in the future. So I've still got quite a lot of books. I think what I'm going to do is stop the podcast here, and maybe next week's episode, 98, will be reading the other books. So, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. But I hope you enjoyed that. I... I didn't realise it was going to go on for so long. (laughs) Little Dennis, he sat very patiently. So Dennis, actually I'll let little Dennis pick one more book from the bookshelf. I've shut my eyes and he has picked this book here. Which book have you picked? Ooh, he has picked, little Dennis picked a book called The Power of Full Engagement. Managing energy, not time, is the key to high performance and personal renewal. By Jin, Jim, Loha and Tony Schwartz. What's this one about? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody mentioned this on a podcast, so I thought I'll get it because it sounded good. But I, I can't remember anything about this one. It says it at the start... We live in digital time. Our our pace is rushed, rapid fire and relentless. Facing crushing workloads, we try to cram as much as possible into everyday life. We're wired up, 
but were melting down. Time management is no longer a viable solution. As best-selling authors Tim Lurer and Tony Schwartz demonstrate in this groundbreaking book, managing energy, not time, is the key to enduring high performance as well as to health, happiness and life balance. So this will be good. It's loads more about this. But this one seems like it's going to be about balance. And we like balance. I think balance is the key to life. Isn't it, little Dennis? Bing! <laughs> but that's basically it for this week's little podcast. All that's left is the inspirational quote. And this week's inspirational quote is a lovely little quote. It's by Marcus Tullis Sirsiro. <laughs> uh, why, why, why are names really hard? I should... Well, the name is Marcus, and then it's T... U double L I U S Tullius C I C E R O Circio <laughs> Circio. But the quote is A room without books is like a body without a soul. I love that. I love that. A room without books is like a body without a soul. Marcus Tullius Circio.